The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment Network. Welcome to Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius, your source for horror, sci-fi, suspense, and all things violent. Thank you so much for joining me today on Vicious Whispers with Mark Tullius. Today we have episode 156. At the end of the episode, I will read a scene or two from Trans Diagramma's house. Been reading a lot from that lately with this dude, Derek. He's been reading the death scenes. I've been reading uh, the choices. Been putting that up on TikTok, a couple other places. Uh, if you are on TikTok, please follow me so I don't feel so goddamn lonely. Um, it is fun, though. I think that's where I am going to start creating a lot of content. Uh, one reason I enjoy it is because you can put music to it. Uh, I'm having fun playing around with Derek. I uh, will share a couple of the clips I did this week. Um, they're usually pretty fun to do. They're quick to do. Maybe, um, like I did a little German video. I'll show it right now. Uh, probably took about four minutes, five minutes to edit it and film it. So uh, it's not like I'm wasting a whole lot of time with it. I'm enjoying it. It's extra content. Uh, put it up on TikTok. Then I'm also sharing it, um, you know, other places as well. So, but follow me on TikTok. Tell your friends. Um, yeah. One really cool thing I got from that was I, of course, uh, I almost stopped doing it. Lots of times I'll have a great idea and I'm like, fuck, do I really want to do this for 21 days? There's days where I don't want to film. I was like, maybe I could just film it all in two days and then I'll just put it up every day and something like that. Uh, but then I realized like, well, why don't I just go at my own speed instead of, in my mind, I was like, okay, well, I have to put up, you know, me giving the chapters in the morning and then Derek's going to come on at night. And then the next day I'll do the same thing. It's like, fuck, I'll put it up when I want to put it up. Like, I'm going to continue to do it. I think right now we're on, I think I just put up chapter four's decisions. Actually, Derek just did it. So uh, here's that. Three choices. What do you do? You, you call grandpa for help? The old angry guy that's telling you what you can and can't do? He comes out. He tells Sam to stop. She keeps going into the woods. Uh, he follows her. You guys chase. Uh, she gets to the edge of the cliff. Uh, he tells her to stop. She doesn't in time. She falls. Ah! Man, these guys already killed someone with a fall. They must have called this scene in. But anyhow, all right, let's pretend it was cool and exciting. The other scene is better. If you uh, if you decide to follow her into the woods, uh, what happens? Uh, you're trying to get her to stop, and uh, she goes over this log. She doesn't want to listen to you. You keep grabbing her. Uh, she gets caught on the log or something like that, and then uh, there's a sharp branch, and she falls. And then what happens? Yeah, that's what the pencil's for. The pencil's the branch. Imagine that. The pencil, the branch, the pencil. Going in the eyeball, going in the eyeball, going in the eyeball and skewering your brain. Nice job. Follow the 13-year-old. So, yeah. So, been doing that. Oh, Derek also recommended a couple books this week. Uh, Duncan Ralston's Gross Out. Derek did not read it yet, but he just thought the cover was super cool. It looks violent. He loved Womb. So, he's assuming Gross Out is going to be really good. I know it's going to be good. Uh, Duncan's an awesome writer. Seems like a great guy. Can't wait to write with him. Uh, my daughter is reading the Ghostland trilogy right now. And then after she's done with all that, hopefully I'll be done with all the books that I have to read. And uh, yeah, we'll get to that then. I did read a book this week and it was really good. Derek reviewed it. Uh, not sure if I have that or not. Oh, actually this, here it is. So a lot of people don't know this about me, but I like to read horror. 
uh, yeah, I know, it, it makes sense, right? Uh, usually I read like pretty hardcore stuff, uh, stuff that makes the guy live with blush. Uh, but I decided, you know what? Let's check out this one. Looks cool. Looks a uh, white cover. Seems peaceful, uh, not too scary. Uh, man, but for someone like me that's been burning in hell's all life, all these stories of the snow and, and getting stuck out there and frozen, oh man, that scares the shit out of me. Uh, and there's a baby in here. I really like the baby. Uh, in the infected store, oh man, that was a good one. Oh, that was, uh, uh, man, I just check it out. It's pretty cool. Whole bunch of different stories. Really good writer. Uh, I think you're really going to dig her. Caitlin Marceau, her new book, Palimpsest. Uh, I met Caitlin through the Horror Writers Association. Um, did some work with her, got to read some of her uh, short stories. Uh, really cool. Really liked her style. That is why I invited her to, and liked her personality, just super cool person. So that's why I invited her to become the Try Not to Die author. She is writing Try Not to Die at summer camp. She's been working on that. She's been working on a ton of stuff. Just like me, like we have so many different projects. One of the things that I liked about Caitlin was just her drive. Uh, I know she had a lot of projects, a lot of things she wants to do as an author. It's like, man, you have so many of your own short stories. So having to go into someone else's world and create with them and do different things, I was like, I didn't know whether or not she'd be up for it. She loved the idea. So she's been attacking it after she does this one. I'm sure she's going to do a second one. Um, so I'm really excited about seeing that. But let's talk about this, her collection of short stories. Uh, this is her debut from, I think it's Ghost Orchard Press. Um, really cool. Really good stuff. I hadn't read short stories in a while. The last two things I read were kind of extreme, a little bit more horror. Um, in fact, one of the short story collections I read recently, I stopped after like three stories because I just didn't like it. I, that did not happen with this one. Uh, favorite stories in here. Uh, what I noticed was, and which makes complete sense, the first, I'm not sure how many stories, but the uh, first, let's say half of the stories were previously published. Um, those were good. There were a couple that I really liked from there, uh, Infected and The Water. But it was the second half of the collection that I thought was even stronger. Those were her newer stories. Helena, Mr. Perfect, Whiteout, Midas, uh, Hunger. All really, really cool stuff. It was a nice variety of short stories. Um, being able to find a collection where you can enjoy each story is always nice. Uh, it's really hard to please everybody with every short story. Uh, but yeah, there are some that are going to stick with me. Uh, some pretty creepy ones. All right, guys, I don't want to say too much about it. Palimpsest, go check it out. I will put up a review today on Goodreads and uh, Amazon, all those other places. Remember to do that for authors that you read. It's super helpful, super helpful for me as well. So please, please, please review books. Not that hard. It'll take me probably like two minutes. You know, read the book, think about it, say what you like. Could be a line or two lines. Super helpful. Amazon, Goodreads, BookBub wherever you post it on social media, whatever you can do to help an author, especially someone like Caitlin, who is at the start of her career. So, all right, guys, get to it. So it was really cool to see Totem Tents doing well this week in Germany. It was free on Kindle. Today's the last day. It was number one in a bunch of categories and up to number 10 in all books in Germany. So a lot of new eyes on it. Hopefully that will increase the reviews and uh, yeah. I think people are going to dig it. Vergessen Sie nicht dieses Horrorbuch zu lesen. Es ist kostenlos auf Kinder bis Samstag. 28. Geschichte? I forgot the word for stories. Shit. Man.
German's hard, but good thing I have a good uh, translator, good proofreader. Well, I don't, but uh, the guy I live with does. Anyhow, Toe and Tance is uh, free until Sunday. Pick it up. It's currently number one in horror stories in Germany. Uh, free books, uh, like number 16, 17, I don't know. It's up there. Anyhow, find it, read it. Let me know what you think. Later. So what else is new? What else is new? Oh, Friday. No, Saturday. I went to Knott's Berry Farm. I am not a roller coaster kind of guy. Never have been. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. I probably used to like them, but then I got to the point where it was, used to be uncomfortable trying to get into uh, some some rides, and then I don't know. I was just scared of it. Uh, and so we went to Nut. My son has been getting braver. He's about to turn nine. Uh, last couple times he's gone, he's gone without me, and he started going on roller coasters. And I knew he's going to want to go on, go on them this time. And my daughter was there with her friend and for sure she was going to want to go on. So I just said, you know what, whatever you want to do, I'll do. I was like, I'll be scared for a little bit. I'll get through it. Um, I knew I was going to be going to the chiropractor a couple of days later. And so I'd be able to check my neck because that was one of my big fears is going on a roller coaster is probably going to jack up my neck. Uh, but I went on everything with them. We went on Ghost Rider. Uh, we went on all kinds of different things. We even went on Hang Time, which was pretty damn scary at the start because you go up super high and it's a below 90 degree uh, drop. So below vertical or whatever. Uh, and so that was pretty, pretty intense, but it was fun. We got through it. It was really cool. Uh, my wife was scared too. She went on it separately with them, uh, but we both got through it. Uh, this week's uh, I had hypnosis and uh, well, I do it every week. This week was on fear. So it was kind of cool to even just to look at that moment. But I looked at moments from childhood, you know, high school, all these different moments of fear. Um, and just being able to realize what I learned from each of those things and how how cool it is. It's just a really cool program that hypnosis I'm doing is called HypnoFit. Uh, really enjoying that. Alexandra Colner, she's doing an incredible job. Um, actually going to have one of my buddies uh, try it uh, coming up for his rage and uh, different things because I know how helpful it is. But also with the hypnosis, we were asking what had happened. I told her about not and how that would have been a place where I would have had a lot of anxiety. I wouldn't have wanted to go there uh, prior to all this hypnosis because I've always the story I was telling myself was I didn't like crowds. I don't want to be near a bunch of people. Uh, you know, I'm always looking for trouble. I'm high alert. Not has a lot of gang members and shit like that walking around. Um, but I don't know. I, I was fine. It wasn't even an issue. Um, I didn't have to be medicated on cannabis. I didn't have to be high. Uh, I was fine. I was just enjoying it. I was chill. Um, if I ever caught myself even, I, I don't even think I started to go that way with my thinking. So uh, I was just happy. I was positive. It was just a different experience for me and really cool. So thank you, Alexandra, for that. I really do appreciate, um, what a difference it's making, how I'm just able to enjoy myself a little bit more, not worry about myself, not worry about my negative reactions and how that might affect the situation in my family. So every week I'm talking about lifting weights and doing yoga. This week I didn't do so much. This morning I did. I did 45 minutes of yoga on my own. Didn't really even want to do it, uh, but I'm glad I did. Yesterday I took off because my buddy's out of town. Wednesday he was hurt, so we didn't do anything at all. Uh, I have been getting in the pool and some light yoga. So that's been what I've been doing. I was like, okay, I have to be cool just recovering this week. Uh, and the other thing that was really nice is, so not only recovering, trying to, you know, 
get more limber and all this stuff. But I realized I don't need to burn all the calories lifting weights because my I've been watching my calories. So every day I've been probably around 2,100 calories uh, on my cheat days, like on at knots, I think it was 2,800. So, and I'm losing weight. So I, I'm, I'm trimming down, I feel good. Um, so it's nice knowing I don't have to really push myself that hard. I could concentrate on just recovering instead of, you know, growing stronger or, or whatever else it is. So a little bit less ego, a little bit more relaxing and enjoying. Um, I also had to apply that kind of uh, redirecting to my writing because I got to a place in uh, Death Fest, I think chapter seven, no, chapter eight. That's when I started realizing like, okay, I don't want to move further with the story. We already know the whole story, but we're kind of rewriting it right now, uh, fixing it up, fleshing it out, uh, making new changes. Um, so I've gotten the first seven chapters. I felt like were really good. Glenn is going over those, making them better, uh, making sure we're on the same page. I gave him chapter eight, like the first third of it was pretty good, but the rest of it, I don't really see yet. And I was like, no, instead of me trying to force it and go further, I want to wait to, for him to catch up for him to really show me what this world looks like, what this concert looks like. And in the meantime, I get to go play with death scene. So I was stalled out on the main path. So I just redirected. It's like, okay, let's go have fun right now. Uh, so I spent the last two days thinking about death scene. So they, okay, how do we make this cooler? How do we, it's like, okay, we had two stabbings. We can't have two stabbings, especially so close together. So how about this? Um, you know, and then the, what I researched yesterday was whether or not you can drown in a porta pot you know, how much, how much liquid is in there? Uh, what would that shit be like breathing? And then, so now I get to imagine like, okay, if my hands tied behind my back, someone flips me face down into the porta potty, what would that fucking feel like? What would it, you know, what would that experience be? So now I get to do that. So yesterday was doing the research, seeing if it was possible, seeing what cases there have been today or this weekend is actually writing that scene. But I thought that was a really cool scene. Uh, did another one where I was like, okay, we have too many times where the guy hits his head on the ground and dies. So, you know, I was like, okay, what if this is a chokehold, but it goes wrong and the guy crushes the windpipe? And I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool too. So thinking about death scenes is fun. And even, even minute stuff, like the very ending of a death scene um, is like, okay, how much do you show? Uh, I think lots of the co-authors and myself, sometimes we'll go over, we want to really say like, you know, either either we're going too much saying too much like oh, that's not shit someone would be thinking when they're dying or we do too little so i was like okay let's figure out what kind of death it is how quickly they would die what those thoughts would be uh and try to nail it so i was like you know and so it's really um i don't know that's like the the fine-tuned stuff at the very end i i really like to think about so that's the kind of nerdy shit i do but i enjoy it so it's all good all right guys and they're there are only two days left on the Brain Health Giveaway. That's where you could win either my book, TBI or CTE, which you can see right here, or uh, Dr. Amen's book, Dr. Nowinski. There's all kinds of, all the different books, I think six other books that really helped me a lot with writing this book um, are also for grabs. So I think there's 21 different winners available. So good luck with that. Talking about TBI or CTE, yeah, let's switch gears. Let's go to a little bit more serious, a little bit... Not necessarily sad, because this shit's hopeful, right? I am going to co-captain Team Brown 
for the race to NCT. This is the first ever one done by the Concussion Legacy Foundation and uh, through the Cleveland Marathon. I did their race last year to help raise some money. Not sure how much I raised, but I don't think it was enough. I want to raise more. I want to raise a lot. In fact, anyone that donates $50 or more to Team Brown in the race to end TBI will receive a signed copy of TBI or CT if you live in the U.S. Uh, maybe if you live in England. I kind of like you guys. Canadians, no. Uh, no, we'll see. We'll see what I can do. It's just really expensive to ship books uh, internationally. So let's leave it at the U.S. for now. But $50 or more donated to Team Brown. Um, I do not want to lose to Team Harvard or any of those other teams. Like, no, let, 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 let's win. Let's do this. CT is obviously a very important subject to me. Spent a lot of time looking at it, trying to prevent it in myself, trying to warn others about it. Um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm donating this. I'm, I'm going to do this every year. Uh, I don't know if I'll be a team captain every year, hopefully, uh, but I will be donating every year in honor of Michael Porman, uh, my friend from Brown that uh, is featured in TBI or CT. So, uh, and man, and what's crazy is I have so many other friends that I play football with at Brown that are having serious issues right now. And it sucks. Uh, that, that's what got me to start writing the book. And these are guys that had less trauma than I did or less trauma that I knew about. Uh, I had a talk with a friend yesterday who, um, yeah, is having an incredibly rough time due to trauma, not on, and not just football at Brown, but that was one of the things. Um, and this is how awesome the Concussion Legacy Foundation is. I let them know about my friend, Dr. Nowinski, talk to them the very next day. How awesome is that? So uh, I really appreciate everything that they're doing to stop TBI, to find a cure for it, to try to find things that are going to help. Um, I hope you guys can help out, uh, check them out, spread awareness. Um, if you know people that are in contact sports at a young age, I want to warn their parents, say, hey, this might be something you want to look at. I wish I had known this stuff when I, although I probably wouldn't have cared about it. I knew football was dangerous. I knew fighting was dangerous. I didn't know I was going to wreck my brain. Um, but again, hopeful thing is we can improve our brain health. So even if we do have CTE or if we're on the road to CTE or we're whatever, we can at least, even if we can't fix it, we can find ways to deal with the symptoms. We can lead a really good life. We can develop coping mechanisms with our family. We can do all these things that are gonna get us through it. So do not give up hope. Um, yeah. All right, so I didn't mean to get all emotional and start crying, but this shit is super sad. I get some really fucked up messages. Uh, and I'm glad I get them. I'm glad people trust me. I'm glad people can turn to me. Uh, but, you know, close friends and, and even just guys that I don't really know that well, but have reached out to me, telling me, you know, they're ready to kill themselves. They, they want to kill themselves. If they didn't have kids, they would. Um, that they fear themselves. That, so, you know, it. Uh, I, I think I often forget it because I feel like I'm in a better place. I've dealt with so much of my stuff. But I know how many other people are out there uh, really, really struggling. So if you guys can help, that is awesome. All right. So 
I was debating on whether or not to even share that part of me crying. I'm leaving it in there. I cut out the nose blowing and all that. You don't need to hear that shit. Um, just to show you, whatever. I don't care. I'd rather, I, this is stuff I tell my son. Like, you know, it, it takes more of a man to uh, show emotion than just anger. You know, and being able to share sadness or whatever else I think is awesome. So, yeah, uh, this is definitely an important subject to me. Uh, if you guys can help spread the word, that would be amazing. I would appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Now that all that sissy shit's out of the way, let's get to try not to die at grandma's house. I don't know where we are because I've been fucking around with Derek so much. God damn it, Derek. Um, but we'll get this going. All right. Where were we? Pause. All right. Here we go. I feel along the wall looking for a switch. But I keep pulling my hands back each time I hear the razor-tipped tail slice against the glass. I can't stop thinking I'm about to get cut. My fingers finally hit steel. It's a sliding door and it's heavy. Sam's next to me. I whisper for her to help. We get our fingers into the side and slowly drag the door to our right. There's a terrible squeak and that's when we hear the beast stir. Chains jangle. A deep growl. The beast might be dreaming, but I don't want to wait around to find out. I drive my shoulder into the door and force it open a couple of feet. We slip through into a little garage area. Gravel crunches under our feet as we head for the storm doors. They won't budge. Something on the other side must be holding them shut because there isn't even a sliver of space between the doors. It's sealed tighter than a submarine hatch. I try to force the doors open and hear a little buzzing, realizing they're connected to some sort of power supply. It's probably controlled by a remote. I'm sure Grandpa Joe has it. I wonder if there might be manual controls in here, but it's too dark to see. Look for a box or button, I whisper. Sam's fingers cling against the doors and walls. Her feet shuffle over the gravel and dirt. The beast is walking. The growl is getting louder, and so are the rattling chains. Something clings. I think I found something, Sam says. I hear a click and wait to see the storm doors open, but the only light is coming from Grandpa's lab. A swath of fluorescent light cuts through the slightly open sliding door. The growls are growing thunderous. They almost shake the wall. Shadows of the flailing beast rise and fall. The chains hanging from the ceiling make it look like some gruesome marionette. David, what are we going to do? It's still pretty dark, but I see a table of tools. I don't know what I'm looking for. The storm door remote or weapon. I find a hammer, a box of nails, some metal rulers. Finally, I spot a tire iron propped in the corner. I pick it up. The beast sounds like it's about to rip the chains from the wall. I see its shadow, back arched, arms outstretched and yanking. This tire iron isn't going to do anything except piss the thing off. I look over at the storm doors. Maybe if I could wedge it in there, I can pry them open. I run over and stumble. My knees scrape across the gravel and rip my pants. I just keep crawling and shove the tip of the tire iron between the doors, but it's so tight I can't even get it to stick enough to pull back with any leverage. David, it's coming. Sam's not even trying to whisper anymore. She's just scared, especially when we hear a pop as the beast breaks one of the chains. I put one end of the tire iron on the ground and line up the other end of the door seam. Sam, stand here. She's trembling. Sam. Finally, she runs over and I have her brace the end of the tire iron on the ground with her foot. I raise my foot and slam it down onto the middle of the iron. Sam's foot slides a little, but the other end of the tire iron is fully wedged between the doors. Help me, I say. We both get on the side of the tire iron and grab it and slowly pull it towards us. Our feet are sliding over the gravel, but we keep tugging and grunting, and suddenly a sliver of light creeps through the doors. 
Soon it's an inch wide, then four, then six. The room goes dark. Something is blocking the light from the lab. Snarling breaths. Its claws scrape against the sliding door. I get Sam behind me and pull the tire iron from the doors. I'm trying to hold it out like a sword, but I'm shaking so much I think I'm going to drop it. The beast and its glowing red eyes are less than 20 feet away. Get out of here, I scream at Sam. Sam's trying to peel open the storm doors, but she can't fit through the tiny opening. She keeps trying, though. One arm passed, the metal slicing into her shoulder. I can't. If I try to shove her out, I'm afraid I'm just going to hurt her and get her stuck. All right, three choices. Try to help Sam out through the storm doors, fight the beast with the tire iron, or pull out Sam and try to escape around the beast. All right, that, those three are try to help Sam out through the storm doors, fight the beast with the tire iron, or pull out Sam and try to escape around the beast. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, follow me on TikTok, subscribe to the podcast, all that kind of good stuff that will help more people find out about this. If you can spread the word about TVI and CT, the race to NCT would be amazing. All right. Have an incredible week and I will talk to you later. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment Network.